Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Stock up for the 4th of July weekend. Now it's going to be a beauty, too. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. Roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Alex Gazor in a moment, but first, our play-by-play calls of the day. And Martinez drills it. Price fought it off. That caught him way up high, and it'll bounce all the way to Gallagher. That was a good shot. It really was. Dan O cutting to the net. Here's a chance. Look at it. Shoots and scores! Arturi Lekkinen has sent the Canadians to the Stanley Cup final. Très haut, la rondelle s'est retrouvée. Ce sera Gallagher. Gallagher avance la passe. C'est pour Dano qui veut se filer. C'est complété. Mais c'est That last one sounded like the, the suit at the Shikolemi Seals Grove game. <laughs> Something couldn't like under- that, sure. I, I couldn't understand what he was saying that night. All right, so. <laughs> With that, we bring in Alex Gazora. Alex, first of all, I know that the, you saw Matt at a wedding. Can you relate one. Can you relate one good Matt Catrillo story that we don't know about? From the wedding I, or just in general? Can, no, in general, that can be told on the air. Let's start with that. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm glad you Let's, that's that. Let's at least put some parameters on the thing. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I learned to hate music because I had to listen to the Fly Eagles Fly song every Sunday <laughs> oh, for too many just years. Brutal. So just the worst. Yeah, that's stuck in my head forever and ever. <laughs> I mean, my, you know how many players, I mean, I think Reggie White went to Green Bay because of it. <laughs> I think that's what he said. Now, some loose interpretation. Uh, Alex, uh, it looks like David DeCastro is going to need a third surgery on that ankle. Uh, and he may, he may end up reti- uh, retiring. But if I were to tell you a week ago that he would no longer be with the Steelers, would you have been surprised? I would have been. I mean, you kind of felt like something might have been going on. There was some smoke brewing when they brought in Trey Turner last week, but I just thought maybe Turner was a potential insurance policy because DeCastro was battling injuries. We knew he had a core muscle injury that he uh, had injured himself early last season, did not play 
well at all last season. Now we come to find that the ankle was probably the, the bigger reason and still obviously bothering him. So, yeah, it's just now an additional question mark along a Steelers offense line that is just chock full of them. We thought and we hoped that assuming DeCastro bounced back this year, he'd be the one stabilizing force along an offensive line that has seen just a litany of changes in the last 12 to 24 months. And so now you have an open question there about how will Trey Turner replace David DeCastro and how will this line play individually and collectively as a starting five? Well, he's three years younger, but he has a lot of the same issues. Yeah, he does. He has not played a full 16 and now 17-game season since 2016. He missed seven games last year. He missed three games the the previous three seasons. He's had multiple concussions, knee issues, ankle issues, groin issues. So um, it's hard to, at this point, expect and and, and believe that he's going to play all 17 games this season. So you better have a good plan B behind Trey Turner because you're probably going to need that guy for three to four games this season. So Turner was, was a good option, probably the best talent that they have on the team right now to replace the Castro, but he is not going to be someone that you can depend on to play all 17 games. So where do they, let's, let's stick with the offense for a moment. They, they, they keep Juju. Uh, Najee Harris comes in. Pat Fryermuth, Kendrick Green, the offensive lineman from Illinois. Uh, when I talk about those players, are the Steelers better off with those four players? I think it's a bit of an, un, un, an unknown, Steve, um, I, because there is just so much new there because we've never seen Kendrick Green take a snap in an NFL game or you know right. Kevin Dodson over a full 17-game season and you know Chuck Wilmer for moving from right tackle back to left tackle. I think a core four can do better at left tackle because he's not as strong of a run blocker and he's a natural left tackle, played there at Western Michigan, so I think there's a benefit there. Um, and then you have a new offensive line coach, new offensive coordinator, probably a new run team, going to focus more on inside zone and outside zone. So there is so much new there. I'll say this. I don't think they can be any worse of a run-blocking unit as they were last year. I mean, they were just abysmal. It was the worst I've seen it, so it's just hard to be worse than that. How much better they'll be is an open question. I don't think they'll be as strong of a pass protection unit as they were last season because you still have some good tackles, and Illinois was a good pass protector, and they just played well as a collective five. And so stunt pickup, blitz recognition, things like that, probably going to be more of an issue this year. So my fear is... Yes, they'll get a little better as a run-blocking team, but as a pass-protecting team, they're going to take a step backwards, and it's going to kind of be a wash um, when you kind of look at this thing big picture. Well, if that's the case, do Steeler fans now have to really get used to the short passing game they employed a good chunk of last season? Yeah, it could be. Obviously, the goal this year is to have a more balanced offense, a more efficient offense, um, a running attack that exists will be nice. Hopefully, some more play action and hopefully take some more vertical shots downfield. But, you know, your tackles are pretty green, and especially to their spots. And I think as a collective starting five, the projected starting five will have about 20 career starts in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Turner's got a lot of experience, but of course not in Pittsburgh. So um, there's just so much unknown there that it's really hard to project. And this unit is the X factor. It is the million-dollar question. And however they perform in the starting five will determine how the offense plays and how the Steelers play as a team. Matt Canada had his first press gathering since being named offensive coordinator in about four or five months, which, by the way, is not unusual. I'm just saying it's been a while since he was named. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said basically uh, that you know Ben's going to dictate a lot about what he's thinking, which you know I agree with. What was your impression of Matt Canada listening to him talk about the offense and what he might want to and also not want to do? 
Yeah, I think he's a smart guy. Um, he's had to adapt. He's been, he's a well-traveled man. I mean, he's been a million different colleges. He was at, you know, Pitt and what, Maryland and LSU and, you know, all, uh, Illinois or Northern Illinois, I should say. So, um, Indiana, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, What's that? Indiana. I mean, Penn State right. has faced him. Well, he was at Wisconsin at one point, Indiana at one point, head coach of Maryland at one point. Pitt at one point. You know how many times I've got have had Matt Canada's name on my chart? <laughs> <laughs> a lot, I bet. So yeah, um, yeah, in some ways that's that's a unique journey, but in some ways I think he's learned to adapt and adjust quickly. And you know he's had he's worked with a lot of different players. And so I know some people think, for example, that Matt Canada requires a super mobile quarterback, but he doesn't. He's one with Jacoby Brissett. He's one with Nathan Peterman yeah. at Pitt. Those guys are not mobile. At least one with Graham Harrell at Northern Illinois, who was a mobile quarterback. So we'll see how he's able to compromise his ideals and the things he would want to do, ideally, with you know, the personnel that he has. Any good coach has to compromise and play to the strengths of the guys uh, that he has. And it'll be a challenge for sure, and hopefully they'll figure out sooner than later because they'll have to um, with all these new pieces, especially up front. Uh, defensively, where do you think they stand right now with this team? Is this going to be a team that maybe in the first half of the season has to lean on that defense? I think to a degree. I think the front seven is going to be strong um, and hopefully healthier. You get Devin Bush back, which is going to be you know great news. I mean, he was such a critical loss last season in the run defense, and defense as a, as a whole kind of started taking steps back when they lost Devin Bush. They lose Bud Dupree. Kind of there's the accumulation of things, you know, really added up. The question, really, Steve, is just the secondary play because last year you had so much continuity there. From 2019 to 2020, you had the exact same secondary rolling over. Now this year, there's no Mike Hilton, no Stephen Nelson. What kind of young guys are going to step up? Whether that's a James Pierre who had a pretty good spring by by most accounts, or undrafted guy, or seventh round pick Trey Norwood, or some other unknown guy who's going to step up. So those guys will be put into to much bigger and more significant roles this year. And so the concern there's going to be just how they play, and then just overall how they communicate. Because if one guy fails in the secondary, it can all fall apart. And so that communication factor is going to be really really crucial. But I think it's fair to say if with the losses they had, no Bud Dupree, no Mike Hill, no Stephen Nelson, this defense will take probably a bit of a step back no training camp in Latrobe um, for the second straight year it's going to be at the, the Steelers facility and in Heinz Field in reality I mean the, the Steelers wanted to go to Latrobe what was the NFL's objection to it we don't know. The NFL has not said exactly what the issue is, and I'm not sure if that's going to be revealed by either the league or by uh, the Rooney family. My guess is, because the way they have it at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, it is a pretty small college campus, and you've got players in dorm rooms, and maybe they're just overall with a concern about those guys being packed in so tight without the proper ventilation and things like that, that that could be an issue. But the Steelers are among the highest vaccinated teams in football right now, so I really don't know for sure. My guess is just packing all those guys into such a small kind of condensed location the nfl didn't like that idea but it's a big disappointment for for the fans for myself and for the local economy of latrobe so many hotels and businesses and restaurants depend on training camp and not to have those guys there for two years in a row is a big blow to the area yet we have a mask mandate that's ending on monday alex man i'm not right. yeah, this isn't about 100 percent full yeah stadiums are 100 percent Mask mandates ending on Monday in the entire state. I mean, the state may not be at 70% with at least one shot, but it's not that far off. Uh, you mentioned the Steelers are uh, – Steelers probably are not at the 85%, but they're close, right? 
And the report is actually they're over 85%. They're one of the handful of teams yeah. who are over that mark. So, I, again, I, no one knows exactly the number, but the number seems really, really high compared to where a lot of teams are at right now. So, again, you know, it, it seems curious. Um, obviously, health and safety is paramount, and I understand that, but uh, I really thought they were going to get to go to Latrobe this year, and it is just a, a massive disappointment that they won't. Could it be that it's it, – I'm just throwing – let's just throw, like, some theories out there. Uh, you mentioned about the tight quarters. And not everybody on the team would be vaccinated, all right? Because, I mean, they're not 100%. Is it too hard to isolate players that are not vaccinated, maybe? as a possibility. Yeah, I think that's probably it. The thought would be, you know, the players who are not vaccinated, could things spread quickly if, so, if someone did get sick and, and it got, you know, spread around, you know, the dorm room or something like that? Um, my guess is that was probably one of the biggest issues or to some extent, maybe because there are some college kids that work on campus security and other parts of the campus, maybe there was a concern there as well. Again, it's, it's hard to really distill down the reason why. Hopefully we'll find out at some point. But uh, the Steelers wanted to go, and they say they'll hopefully be back next year. Because they've been going to Latrobe since, like, the 50s. And so for them not to yeah. be there two years in a row is, is really strange. Yeah, it really is strange. Uh, look, no preseason last year in terms of games. And the Steelers got off to an 11-0 start. What do they need to accomplish, though, in this training camp and in the preseason games, in your opinion? Because I don't care what anybody said. Well, you don't need training camp. You went 11 and 0. Well, you could have gotten 11 and 0 because that team didn't have training camp. I don't know. So, so what's your thought? What do they need to accomplish in training camp? I think the two big X factors for this team, Steve, are the two parts we've talked about, the offensive line and just the secondary and the young guys, the new faces, and how they kind of work as a team and as a group. For this offensive line, again, we can talk about so much individually, how will Kendrick Green play, what will Trey Turner look like, et cetera, but how does that group play as a, as a starting five and how they communicate with, you know, getting stunt pickup, blitz recognition, combo blocks. There'll be a lot more zone runs this year, so being able to work in, in concert and see the same things and make the right reads at the same time that's all going to be really important, and that can only be gained by reps and you know, in practice and, of course, uh, in games inside stadiums. And then for the secondary, the young guys, James Pierre, Justin Lane, Antoine Brooks Jr., guys like that, can they get these quality reps now? Can someone begin to emerge to really take hold of whether that's the starting slot job or outside corner job or dimebacker? All those things are kind of up in the air right now. So really critical time for those guys to, to get some crucial reps, a lot of sophomores, a lot of rookies, to try to – you know, state their claim and say, you know, this is this is going to be my spot, and uh, learning that communication and just making sure those mental mistakes get eliminated. Alex, an absolute pleasure. I always enjoy talking to you. Thanks for your insight. Likewise. Thank you, guys. Take care. Alex Kazora, Steelers Depot. And a friend, or is it former friend? He may say former friend, but I still say friend. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. I brought up maybe a story or two about you, and boy, did you start sweating. What was that deal? <laughs> oh, I was concerned there for a moment. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I, th- I thought you were breathing into a bag. <laughs> Only because he had plenty of material to choose from. Oh. <laughs> but actually, that one wasn't that bad. <laughs> I said it had to be clean. Yes, you did. I made sure that, uh, you know. So. Ah, well. So, tucked in this uh, appropriation, which is the budget, is language about name, image, and likeness for Pennsylvania. And to be honest with you, what I read made complete sense. There's nothing in there I looked at and went, I'm not so sure about that. I thought it was pretty common sense wording, didn't you? Totally. I mean, again, there was nothing there that I looked at and went, hmm, the heck, what are they thinking on this one? No, 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 no. To their credit, whomever wrote it or the group that wrote it or whatever, it's a pretty common sense Approach to name, image, and likeness—pretty basic. Yeah, I think that. I think the sometimes the simpler you make something, not always, but sometimes the simpler you make something, the better it is. I think I felt in reading it, it just seemed like a pretty basic, straightforward, common sense approach. You have seven days, you got to get it approved. That way you're not doing something that may not be right. They uh, outlined what is off limits to promote, which, by the way, you can get that. I think every state, the seven states that have it right now, because Kentucky became the seventh yesterday, all have those same six items in there about what you can't associate yourself with. I read this, and, like, the NCAA can't come up with that? Really? And that's what gets me. The NCAA can't come up with that? Just remember who we're talking about here. <laughs> I understand, but, I mean, what? what's the issue here? That's what gets me. You know, the governor of Kentucky, boom, in. Legislators are, are moving it forward. Again, is it the most important bill in front of them? Oh, no, there are other bills that are really, really important. But you can multitask. You don't just do one thing at a time. All right, you can multitask. That's what strikes me. you got all these legislators there. You can come up with something. But again, 
They outline the six. It's it's pretty straightforward. You can earn compensation off your name, image, and likeness. Market value. Uh, you can't use it as an incentive to get a student to go someplace. Uh, your your scholarship can't be reduced. It can't be revoked. Uh, if there's a royalty involved, like they put out a college team trading card and your picture's on there, uh, suddenly there's a college team video game, EA Sports, right? Boom, you're in there. Boom, you have to be, you know, there's a royalty attached to it. Uh, it has to be negotiated, obviously. Uh, you know, so that's part of this bill. And there's the, they have to have a copy of their agreement. Has to be given to the school seven days prior to the execution of it to a designated person, and then that's it. Um, once the state budget is signed by the governor, it's in, and the new fiscal year starts July 1, so Pennsylvania would be on board. I mean, adult entertainment products and services, no. Alcohol products, no. Casinos and gambling, including sports betting, the lottery, and betting in connection with video games, online games, and mobile devices, no. Tobacco and electronic smoking products, vaping, whatever, no. Prescription pharmaceuticals, no. And controlled dangerous substances, no. After that, you just got to put it in... Writing for the school, they get seven days, thumbs up, and there you go. And the budget looks like it's in good shape. And will be passed before the end of the week and will go into effect on Friday. I like it. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. We are coming up to a week before the 4th of July, so you need to stock up now. It's going to be hot anyway this weekend into next week. It's going to be hot. You want to have beverages, lots of beverages. Best selection of beers at Brewers Outlet, imports domestics microbrews, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar led by the barrel, the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And while you're out and about, Check out the vehicles at Sunray Motors. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. They have all the new product. Pre-owned inventory. Great selection. All with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street, and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome back for his weekly visit, the King. What up? Gang. How's it going? Good. I'm officially on vacation. Oh, good. Yeah. You are, huh? Yeah, we did a month's worth of work in two weeks. So. Wow. That's good work by you. 
oh my god, a guy just pounded on the door looking for the I'm supposed to make an angle for his trailer. I'm like, you know, <laughs> bye now. So I didn't get that done, but I got everything else done. So good, good. to know. So next week I'll do the show from the Atlantic Ocean. All right. Uh, you'll hear waves and see actually, shows. Actually, we don't have a show next week. Oh, really? yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> oh. We're all best ofs hey. next week. Scratch off the number I just wrote down. Okay. Right. I mean, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm on vacation. Yes. Where are you going? Delaware. What's in Delaware? Uh, Bethany Beach, Rehoboth Beach. Uh, awesome. Down there. Great. So yeah. everybody, everybody's going to be there. We picked that. We picked that because. Um, Megan is seven and a half months pregnant, yep. and because she is, it was it's a shorter trip to there for her from Virginia than it is obviously to Cape Cod. So we wanted to make it easier for her. Right, I bet it's nice down there. The Cape is tough this time of year, but we may be going there in another month. But there's so much traffic. Oh, you know? I'm actually I think I'm going there uh, nine, ten, eleven. Somewhat like that. Right after I go to Bethany, I'm going to go there just just for the weekend, the next weekend. Because Kathy needs Kathy needs to see. Uh, I'm going to leave here. What the ninth? Is that is that a Friday? Yeah, that's Friday. August? Yeah. Or no, July. July. Yeah. Uh, no, Kathy has to see her mom. Yeah, Kathy has to see her mom. And, okay. Uh, stop. Stop there. I'll wave hi to you and uh, go to the Cape for a couple of days and come back that Sunday because Matt said I had to be back by Monday. <laughs> and like, I said, all right. Matt says I got to be back. All right, okay. You got to do what you got to do. When Matt talks, you got to listen, man. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I've never been around anybody like when he talks, like, you know, I mean, people jump. You know, like there's yeah. certain people that, like, when they talk, you'll run through the wall for them. Right. This has always been the issue with the suit. He'd say it, and everybody would like look at the wall and walk around it. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> hey, did you see what the Islander fans throw beer cans on the? Yes. What the heck is going on with that? What are you doing? I know you're hacking. I can't believe I they're serving it. beer in cans. So did you that see Montreal last night? <laughs> did you guys see Montreal last night? They no. had, well, see, oh, what I don't understand oh, is... I, I'm telling you, I taped the game, right? So my wife goes to bed. She's sound asleep. I'm like, I'm good to go here, baby. I sit down, and I watch the whole game. And it's great because I can fast forward through icings and stuff like that. Yeah. And it goes into overtime. And the message comes on my screen. <laughs> Do you want to keep your recording or delete it? Oh, I'm like, no. oh, no. <laughs> That's why you always got to do two hours over. That's uh, what I always I do. I always do, but I forgot to. <laughs> I'm ah. like, no, man. I missed the overtime. Oh. Well, anyway, they're, they're allowing 3,500 fans now in Montreal in the right. Bell Center there. But then and you look outside, and it's like a <laughs> monsoon outside of people, like arm-in-arm, arm, this and that. So why can't you just allow them inside? And then, of course, they were there was tons of riots, and cars got flipped over. I mean, they had a lockdown Bell Center last night. 
Or the as, players, as the players I, could even get out. As I have said many times about the West Virginia football nature, I know when I'm happy, I like to burn couches and turn over cars. That's always been my expression <laughs> of joy. I, I, I just I've never done it. it, you know. I guess I'm relatively boring. So I know. That, that, I know they when I get excited. Fifty-five thousand people outside the Coliseum, arm in arm, no masks, no nothing. They won't let them in the building. Uh, that that was going to be my. What are we going to see next week? Will they allow? Okay, I heard that they've all started receiving their second shots now. So. Uh, they should have some vaccinated people who can go to the game. So I don't know, who but they knows? obviously haven't needed it. So they are a lot. They beat a good they, team, and yeah, Island, yeah, uh, Montreal is a good-looking team. The I think they're going to win it all. Night, I said it a couple weeks ago. I've never seen a team. They. I don't know if the Islanders have anything left. You know, right? They, they gave it every ounce of energy they had to beat Tampa the other night. And I don't know if they have it tonight, enough energy to do it again, because the only way they're going to beat Tampa is to just dive all over the place and, you know, go the extra mile. So, we'll see. Well, I think uh, one thing that about Montreal, I'll be honest with you, I thought they weren't going to beat Toronto in the opening round. No. I really didn't. No. I've watched just about all the games, and they get better and better, and they are fast. And what, uh, what McGuire there says, he says, watch Montreal. They keep their sticks on the ice all the time. Their sticks are on the ice, he said. And look at um, look at Vegas. Their sticks are up in the air. And Montreal is always picking off passes and just – they're very, very well coached, and man, those young guys can fly. So. Well, you know what? But you know what he did? Look at the Montreal roster, and you start going through the roster, and you start seeing guys that won Stanley Cups that they acquired, veterans, yes. like Corey Perry, for example, who was with the Kings during their great run. They started picking up some guys with Stanley Cup wins. Mm-hmm. And that that can change the dynamic of a locker room when you've got some guys in there that have played in it, won it, and understand the process of it. And then they got the young guys who don't even know why they're there. <laughs> you know, just like wow, this is fun. You know, they're they're just they got one kid fresh fresh out of college. Is there another sport that their trade deadline is so imperative? Like hockey, where they absolutely pick up good players, you know. Baseball. Um, baseball. It changed like the dynamic of the team immediately. Yeah, I would yeah, say base, baseball. Baseball and the NBA do. I mean, the NBA trade trade deadline does that too. Um, and so does baseball. The only one that really doesn't is the NFL. I, I just the impact on these teams for these players that they're impact players and they seem to mesh almost right away. I, the, like the Bruins got Hall, who was doing yeah. nothing in Buffalo, and he came yeah. to the Bruins and he was all world. He he made their second second line, you know, very good. Of course, they didn't they only won right. one series, yeah. but. Um, 
Montreal's loaded with them. Vegas has them. Vegas, man, they they got to be killing themselves. They look tired and old. So yeah. Well, it's interesting because I mean the NFL's the one that where the trade deadline doesn't have as much meaning, and I only say that because I mean I just want to eliminate any hope Matt had. All right, we'll come back with uh, more in a moment. But thanks. I just thought I'd point it out for you. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. All right, headlines for the week. Let's start with you, Steve. Sure. Uh, let's see. What's even going on next week? Um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, let's see. You're going on vacation. I know that for sure. Let's see. The Phoenix Suns will beat the L.A. Clippers and go to the finals for the first time in, since Charles Barkley. King? What do I think of that? Or what do I think? Uh, I, there's a million things. <laughs> what, what do you got first well, here? What's your first what pitchers will pull their pants down again next week? <laughs> that was enjoyable. I'm like, oh my, what a mockery they've made of it. It was an absolute disgrace. Yeah. And a total embarrassment. Oh, I... I'm going to one-up you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I any like pitchers the moon Steve the umpires. Hits the ball, hit the ball, catch the ball, and just turn the game back into... I don't know. Maybe this has made it more exciting, a reason to watch and see the guys pull their pants down. I don't know. I'm going to one-up you. I want to see if anybody moons the umpires. Oh, moons them? (laughs) (laughs) And puts a Vaseline bag. That puts something like there is stuff there. So then the ump has to do something. (laughs) This this is getting bad here. Steve, what do you got next? (laughs) Uh, there'll be another no-hitter next week. All right. <laughs> Get this one. There's a place called Jordan Furniture, okay? They're here in oh, Connecticut, yeah. Massachusetts. Right. And the guy says that if the before July 1st, if the Red Sox pitcher throws a no-hitter, all furniture bought that month will be free. Right? <laughs> Last night, the Red Sox pitcher had a no-hitter, eight in the third innings, and Cora pulled him out of the game. And the Red Sox lost the game one to nothing. So everyone's sitting there counting their money that they're going to get free furniture, and Cora put an end to it. That's messed up, man. Yeah. That's a total violation. it, It was nothing to nothing when he took him out. And I think he brought Barnes in, and Barnes got him out of the inning. But 
my God, he, he, the guy had no hair, you know. Uh. <laughs> All right, so we got another Game 7 tonight, of course. Lightning and Islanders, as we talked about. Which winning, what, the, what is the winning fan base going to do? What is the losing fan base going to do? Oh. <laughs> Are the, will the Islanders burn down the Coliseum? Win or lose? Yeah, because that would be no more games at the Coliseum. That's They're right. going to tear yes. it down. Oh. That's a good one, man. Ooh, I got all girly on you. That's a good one, man. Oh. No, what will they do? Those fans are crazy. They were interviewing one of the Islanders. He was like, I'm afraid to move from where I am. I'm going to get bonked on the head with a beer can. Do they actually serve beer cans at sporting events now? I haven't been to one in a while. Yeah, they do because they can't do the bottles anymore because of dangers, of being a dangerous. I thought you had to get, like, a, a cup, a cup of beer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, they do. The, well, they do the cup, but sometimes they've been doing the cans. <laughs> Not but anymore. Maybe they'll stop doing that, yeah. <laughs> Montreal will do it. Holy moly. You know, I got to say, we're losing too many things as as fans enjoy because of a couple idiots lately. Yeah, well, there were a lot of idiots in that uh, Islanders game. That was weird, you know. It was like a hat trick, you know, throwing hats on the ice. Only it was beer cans. And your team won. So it's hard <laughs> to imagine what they'll do if they lose. Maybe Tampa's going to throw pina coladas on the ice if they win tonight. Uh, Florida's got to, I don't know. Be honest with you, Florida's kind of like really depressed right Well, now. yeah, that's true. Actually, that yeah. would be a good pick-me-up for the state if the Lightning did win tonight. Yeah. That, that's a good point. That's just horrible, that thing down there. My gosh. Oh, I've been by oh. that building many times in my life. That's just... It's on Collins Avenue, A1A, and we stayed yeah. in a hotel just down the street from it. Yeah, it's a very popular area, and there's a lot of places built. And I mean, if that was a, a sinkhole, yeah. I mean, all the places got to be sitting there saying, "What the heck are we sitting on a dynamite here?" You know? Right. Well, let's see. My my next one is uh, by the end of next week, Pennsylvania will have a name, image, and likeness law. There you go. The what? Name, image, uh, and likeness law. Like this way? What? <laughs> I need a hero today, man. I really didn't name, hear what you said. Uh, by the end of the week, Pennsylvania will have a name, image, and likeness law for college athletes. I don't know. You think is that what you mean, like pay them and everything? Well, the ability for them to earn money on their own, you know, as a promotional, a commercial venture, Instagram, YouTube. I'm 50-50 on that. I, I don't. I'm so afraid that college sports was still pure, you know, and it won't be pure anymore. And will you get the sense? I don't know. Or to say, if three players on the team get paid and the rest don't, you know, what do you? Or will there be dissension? I don't know. Yeah, we'll I still, see. I still put a lot of weight in the college education, as like you've said a hundred times over. 
these athletes get the best of everything when they're there. I do agree that they should get laptops and they should get tutoring and all that for free because they can't yeah. hold jobs, you know? Right, right. So that, that stuff like, I think the Supreme Court voted for that. So Yeah, but, nine nothing. I mean, yeah. Hey, it, I got a I quick think, story. I saw George, our cousin George. He said to say yeah. hi. Um, he lives out in Idaho. Um, right. What's a famous place up in Idaho? There's a lake up there. I forgot. Coeur d'Alene or yeah, whatever. There's a lot of famous people live up there. And it's way up in the tip of Idaho on the Canadian line. So he's working part-time. Now, just to preface it, George was the Orange County Sheriff in California and drove O.J. back and forth to trial. And then he drove the Menendez brothers back and forth to their trials. So he's had his touch with famous people. So he now he's retired and lives in Idaho with his wife, and he takes a part-time job at a dry cleaners, right? And he goes to this house, really beautiful home on the opposite side of the lake. Guy answers the door in his bathrobe, and he gives him his dry cleaning. He gets home, and he tells his wife, he says, yeah, I had to deliver to some hockey player. Guy's got a weird name, like Gret, Gret, she goes, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he goes, no. yeah, that's it. Wild <laughs> <Blood> guy. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Oh, my God. And he's so unassuming, George. He's like, yeah, Thank yeah. Very much. Yeah, that's the guy, Wayne Gretzky. You guys got <laughs> like, some work to do oh. with your cousin. Come on now. Well, no, he freely, he freely admits he freely admits he doesn't know much about sports. I mean, he's, oh, he's he told me that many Clearly. Times. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, which is fine. He doesn't have to like it. He's a good well, guy. So. He lived in L.A., and Gretzky played in L.A. That's so. right. But I thought that was pretty cool. He's so funny the way he tells the story. He's like, I'm like, my God. So, O.J., Wayne Gretzky, this is a guy who hates sports, you know. So. Uh, anyway, I had another one. I can't remember what it is. Huh? It's all right. It's the end of the show, so you're you're bailed out by the music. Well, I want it to be noted that I was more than willing to work on my vacation. Okay. Noted. But you enjoy you're it. Not. <laughs> but I'm not. It's, a, it's exactly right. I'm not. <laughs> Well, this is a hobby for me, and that's a job for you. I will not pick up a piece of metal all week. Well, have a safe vacation. Yeah, both of you enjoy your vacations. Well, there's one one thing I do have to do next week. It's with uh, three former players on the 2016 season. This guy up in Connecticut is putting something together on the 2016 season, so they want me to do something Wednesday night with these guys. I said, sure. For 15 minutes or whatever on Zoom. Zoom, baby. I made brackets for Zoom cameras. Okay. Have a great one, everybody.